It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Presented by Sweet Sweat. Hey, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Mark Schlereth, Mike Evans, Scott the Hub, producing show. Uh, ben, Millennial Ben, helping out as well. I want to thank out uh, or thank our, our presenting sponsors, the great folks over at Sweet Sweat for all your exercise and and physical needs. It's Sweet Sweat, uh, supplement needs, sweetsweat.com for more information there. Also, uh, the great folks over at Superbook, uh, America's Best Bet. That's Superbook. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm great, but I'm, I am I was so fascinated with, with what your last weekend was like. Because, y- y- you know, you get a chance to call NFL games every week, but there are some that stand out uh-huh. because of the people you get a chance to meet with. And you did Green Bay this past week. Yeah. And, the, and you know, much like my fascination when you did a Tampa game and you, you got a chance to spend time talking to Tom Brady, just the idea that you had a chance to sort of pick the brain of right. somebody like Aaron Rodgers. What was what was I, that like? Well, first off, let me just give you, you, you credit, your props. Because you've been saying this for three years. And not that I've poo-pooed you. I've kind of agreed with you to a point. But, you know, it's one of those kind of contentious conversations that we've had. And you've been saying for three, four years now, oh, people don't care about defending the run, you know, and I'm like every coordinator I talk to, hey, make them one-dimensional. We've got to defend the run, you know, so that we can get after the quarterback. That's always the kind of the, the prevailing thought around the league, right? So I'm talking to the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers, Mike Pettin, longtime coach in this league, he's done it for a long time. Um, we're having this discussion about defending – you know, defending the past, defending Matthew Stafford in Detroit. And he's like, hey, listen. And I, I started by asking him why he plays so much diamond nickel. And I'm like, hey, Chicago, you know, you misaligned early in the game. It led to a, a Montgomery long run, like 60-plus yards. And from that point forward, the rest of the first half, this one linebacker, Martin, was out of the game. They played dime to nickel. And they played, like, dime. You watched them, 70 or 60 Bs in dime. You watched them line up to 21 personnel, two backs and a tight end. You know, you watched them, and they're they're doing it in time. And he's like, hey, Mark, listen, man. He goes, this league has completely changed. And especially when you have an elite-level quarterback like Matthew Stafford, like, defend the run, my ass. I'm defending the pass. I, I defend the pass first. Play the run on the way, you know, on the way to defending the pass because that's what kills you in this league. And it's almost like one of those things like, hey, death by a thousand paper cuts. And when you get into the red zone, guess what? Yeah, safety's heels in the red zone because y- y- there is no vertical threat. So you're really playing with 12 defenders, the the 12th defender being the end line and the, and the goal line. I mean, you're not beating anybody over the top, right? He goes, everybody's playing. You know, The heels of the safeties are at eight feet deep, so or eight yards deep. Excuse me, not eight feet, but eight yards deep. That you're really playing eight, nine-man boxes the whole time anyhow. You know, as soon as you see run, your safeties are triggered to run support. So you're really in, in eight, nine man boxes all the time anyhow. So he's just like, you got you to gotta defend the pass. I'm defending the pass first. And I even mentioned you. I was like, wow. My radio <laughs> partner, Mike, back home, he says it all the time. And I always have these arguments. I go, Mike Petton's the first guy that ever has said that. Ever. And I get it if you don't have an elite quarterback. I mean, if you have a below-average quarterback, then, yeah, you you got to be able to run the football just right. to try to get offense and to try to protect your quarterback. But if you have an elite quarterback, mm-hmm. wh- wh- why do you care about running the football? All, all that's doing is keeping your elite quarterback from being elite, and it's keeping your elite quarterback from getting into a rhythm right? Yeah. And, and making big plays. Yeah, I, I, think that, I, I think that if you have an elite-level quarterback, you're probably going to run the ball really well. 
because they're so worried about your elite-level quarterback that they're not as triggered to play the run. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that those two things go hand-in-hand. But I, I will tell you this, man, and I believe in the run on the ball, but mostly the reason I believe in running the ball, Mike, is I believe in winning the line of, capturing and winning the line of scrimmage. You capture the line of scrimmage, you win the line of scrimmage, you're going to win, regardless of who your quarterback is. <laughs> like That's how I look at it. So on both sides of the ball, it's not so much about, we got to run the ball, we got to defend the run, you know, the cliche. No, we got to capture the line of scrimmage. Bam. Says it all. So even if you're throwing it 40 times, if we capture the line of scrimmage and we put pressure on you and we don't give you a way to scramble out, we don't give you a, a clean opportunity to step up in the pocket. You're gonna you're gonna have a tough time completing passes, especially in third down and long situations. We capture the line of scrimmage in, in on offense. We can run the ball when we want to. We can protect our quarterback, give him a clean pocket. We're gonna win the game. So it's it's more about capturing the line of scrimmage. All right. So while I appreciate the nod, thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, I appreciate that, but I, I I truly am more interested in knowing what Rodgers was like. Well. Especially after last week, when right. during our radio show in Denver, you said, "Oh yeah, me and Roger, me and Aaron are tight." I'm like, "What? Oh yeah, we've we've been tight for a long time." I'm like, "Oh really? Sure, yeah. all right." So Aaron and I are friends. Yeah, so bring us up to date on that tightness. So Aaron, most of these Zoom meetings last, you know, fifteen twenty minutes tops, right? And the uh, PR staff is hustling people out. I spent on a Zoom, like Zoom face to face with Aaron, at least forty five minutes. Just talking football, talking philosophy, and Aaron loves to, like, he loves to talk. Like, he loves to discuss football stuff. He's he's pretty, like, he's a pretty deep cerebral guy, you know? That's the word I was thinking of, cerebral, yeah. Yeah, and so there's a couple things that were really interesting to me. Um, Like, at one point, I'm asking him about facing Detroit's defense, and he's like, well, you know, since they've made the change away from Patricia, they're a lot less exotic. And and so, it, you know, last week was a little bit more of just kind of base, like simple it down, play well, played a lot more zone than I'm used to seeing them play. And then he just started, he like drifted. And he's like looking up in the air and he starts talking through the game plan. And we're just like flies on the wall. He's like, I don't think they'll play me, man. I mean, like, like, would you play me, man? Like, we'll we'll dice you up, Devontae Adams, and what? So we he's do. like having this like internal conversation yeah. out loud, and he's like all the condensed formations and all the pick routes and the things. I mean, we'll just dice you up, but I mean, you're gonna sit back and play zone all day? It's like that's death by a thousand paper cuts, you know. Like, and he's just going through it in his head, like the way we can run the ball if you're gonna sit back in two high safety looks, you know, and not put extra guys in the box. It's like, I just can't imagine you like doing and, – and the whole time I'm thinking, well, there's nothing they can do then, right? I mean, you can either play man or you can play zone. They're powerless. Yeah, you right. Pick your poison. But he's just like gazing off into the That's air, cool. kind of going through kind of the game, like because it's new. Right. Like there was, a, there was a time that he's faced, you know, when he's faced uh, Matt Patricia for the last couple of years, he kind of had an idea of what he was going to get. And now he's like, how do you think they'll play me? I've never really played against him when Patricia wasn't kind of in charge checking off the defensive calls and being kind of in charge of of that. Now it's all this Corey Unlin. So he's like going through this game plan in his head of, you know, of, of what he's got to do. And the cool thing is, is then you talk to Corey Unlin afterwards 
And Corey Unlin's like the D coordinator of, of the, the lines. He goes, here's what you have to do when you're facing Rodgers. You know, and, and we were talking, and I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm I'm praising what the Green Bay Packers offense. And at one point, I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, it's scary. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I've been thinking the same thing, you know. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, it's impossible. So he's just like, but he was like, listen, we've got to have, we got to win on a couple of first downs. He goes, if they're in second down and four, you might as well just concede and give them the first down. You guys got it. Can we start over on first? Right. He goes, so you got to win. You got to steal a couple of first downs. Get them into a third down along and see if you can make a play on defense and get off the field. Stymie one or two drives that way. He goes, you got to try to get, you got you to get one turnover. Because you got to try to get, you got to get, not, not try, you got to get one turnover. And then ultimately, when you get in the red zone, we need one, two would be better, but we need at least one stop in the red zone to make them kick a field goal. And he goes, if we can do those things, Steal a first down, put them in third down along twice. Steal one turnover and steal a red zone possession. He goes, we got a chance to win. And he goes, even then they're still going to hang 30 on your ass. So, like, I mean, this is the way you think when you play Aaron Rodgers. They're hanging 30 on us regardless, right? It could be 40-some, but they're going to hang 27 to 30 on you even if we do those things well. And, and then to, the juxtaposition of watching Aaron go through his head, like, these are the things I'm thinking about, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. Will they play me this way? Will they play me? They can't play me that way. That'd be, that'd be you know, that'd be, I'd be suicide, you know? It'd be, yeah, we, I'd kill him. See, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of geeking out here. You gotta, I, I, forgive me. I'm kind of geeking out because as a, just as a football fan, you have the ability to really peel back the curtain. Yeah. And, and get to really talk to these guys, you know, and, and we see these guys for public consumption and they have their, their public persona, you know? Right, right. But you get a chance to see at times a different, different side of that. And so like a guy like Aaron Rodgers strikes me as somebody who, you know, at times can get bored with the idea of the, you know, minutia of, of football. Right. And, you got to – but if, if somebody comes to him with the idea of, you know, hey, I really, you know, want to challenge you a little bit. I want to I want to talk to you in a way that maybe you don't talk to a lot of people. I could see how he really gets excited right. about that. Right, But I'm curious, like, okay, I was talking about Brady earlier. When you talk to Tom Brady versus an Aaron Rodgers, I think the perception is Brady's a football nerd. Like the guy eats, sleeps, breathes football. Whereas Rodgers is a guy that has interests besides football, and he has a world view on things besides football. But after spending forty minutes with with him, did did you come away feeling that, or did you come away feeling like, hey, this is a guy who eats, sleeps, and breathes football as much as you know a guy like Brady? Yeah, I think obviously different personalities were. Brady is like Brady's got a little bit more of just one of the guys to him. And I'm I'm not saying that Aaron doesn't, but Aaron Rodgers is just like he's a he's a football savant. Mm-hmm. Like he's a really smart dude. And like a couple of fascinating things. Like one of the things that was written last week was how his former quarterback coach when it first got in the league was Daryl Bevel, who's the interim coach of the Lions. Uh, Daryl Bevel changed his throwing mechanics, and he was like, absolutely not. 
you need to dispel that. He didn't change anything about me, right? Like he's doom. That he talked about how Daryl Bevel really helped him understand how your footwork is tied to the route combinations and the concept. And how because when Matt LaFleur has come in, they've really gone to more condensed formations, like pulling in nasty splits and close splits on the strong side, on the weak side, really like really cut splits in what they're doing and how that has changed his footwork. And that that's taken time. He's had to change up his footwork on certain passes. Where under uh, Mike McCarthy, they were more of a matchup offense. Let's match our best player up and see if we can get him matched up on your on your player. Whereas whereas um uh, um under LaFleur it's more scheme, schematic driven. And, you know, Aaron was like, this was really interesting to me. He goes, hey, listen, 2018, I played with a broken leg. He's my, my tibial plateau was fractured. So I never had my legs underneath me. Last year, I didn't feel like I had my legs underneath me because of, you know, of, of rehabbing and coming back. And then new offense, new schemes, scheme versus matchup and all that stuff. And he goes, one of the things I've done differently, I started squatting. He goes, I am. I am, and so we had this whole conversation about squatting because you know, a couple about a year ago, I started getting in the gym and squatting, and how much better my body feels, even though my knees don't bend, so I can't go all the way down. So we had this whole conversation. I said, at fifty-four, I feel better than I did at thirty-five when I retired. My back is better, everything is better, and I attribute a lot of it to to squatting. You know, I put two twenty-five on, I do sets of fifteen. Now, not, not that's a lot of weight; it's not. But it's all the stabilization muscles and everything else. And he goes, my legs are so much, like my arm talent is is great. My legs are so much stronger. I feel so like I have my base underneath me. And it's one of the reasons that he's playing so well. Right now he's got, what, 38, 39 touchdowns versus four picks? I mean, the guy is, the guy is phenomenal. I think one of the other things... Mike, so this whole squatting and whole getting back into the gym, he's like, I'm, I'm setting personal records every week. I'm in the gym, like, it's it's amazing at 37 years old, yeah. this is what he's thinking about. This is what he's going through. But this is really cool. He talked about Tom Clements, who is the quarterback coach at Arizona, which he was his quarterback coach for a while with Green Bay. And he talked about the understanding of football and how football has changed. And he's like, and, and I found this fascinating. He said, the reason, like most quarterbacks read it from the back end forward. So they're reading coverage through the back end. You're getting your clues, whether your corners are pressed, are they open, you know, pressed and open, are they cluing into you, that zone. You know, do you send a zone, uh, you send a zone, um, a zone man indicator with a motion to see if somebody follows, you know, all these things that you do as an offense to get a to get an idea, a zone or man. Um, and he's like, Tom Clements taught me how to study protection first in fronts because every front is usually tied to a corresponding coverage. So he goes, quarterbacks today aren't trained that way. So when I see a certain front, instantly I've got to read on coverage. So I see an under front, bam, I associate it with a certain coverage. So even when you disguise early, you show a, you know, if you're throwing a, an under front, so you got your center, weak guard, weak tackle covered, right, with a will linebacker there. Odds are is that safety on the weak side is going to be the is going to be the the post safety, and they're going to rotate a strong safety down. 
So I already know I'm going to get one or three based on that look. So even if I turn my back and play action, I've already anticipated the coverage I'm getting based on the front that I saw. Like that to me That's, was yeah, really. You're, now you're geeking out. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, right? <laughs> right? This is good. This right, is good. Right. And you know, I would love, I would love, you know, to to just be able to go into a broadcast and just talk about nothing but that, right? Because it'd be fascinating. But yeah. then, you know, then all of a sudden, Lions fans would be like Giants fans who are <laughs> hate my who hate my guts. Yeah, right? but see, that's that's the thing that that is is fascinating is that you're you're talking to a guy who's seen it all, but doesn't what what I'm hearing from you is a guy who has been able to sort of make a a, a commitment to and a breakthrough physically. And a guy who, to use an old Tom Brady line, he goes, why would I stop playing? I finally know all the answers to the test. Right, yeah. And what you're describing to me is a guy that could easily play, easily play another five years. Oh, easy, easy. And, and like, the other thing that's cool about Aaron, as cerebral as he is, he is, like, he is, like, a Jeopardy geek. He is, like, a, a, uh, a, just, like, pop culture geek. And I was like, can you please... Can you please, at some point, get demonstrative with Matt LaFleur on the sideline so I can get a shot of it, so I can say, so I can have Adam team me up and say, uh, what do you think they're talking about? And I'll say, I think Aaron Rodgers is saying, cram it up your cram hole, LaFleur, right? <laughs> and he starts laughing. He goes, he goes, Matt is, he goes, he goes, Matt LaFleur is such a football geek. Like, he's just a ball coach, ball coach. He goes, he doesn't even know who Peter LaFleur is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So is and, that relationship, by the way, good? Oh yeah, because remember it, there was. Uh, what, did he, did he, he, said did he that talk was, about that? Yeah, the the total, idea that there it, was some goes, friction early on. He goes total bullshit. It's two guys that want to kind of yeah. melt stuff together, and and it's it. You know, it's so funny because because in our world, right? If you have a heated discussion with somebody. Like you and I have heated discussions sure. on on air. Yeah, we're we're going to be great friends. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Right. We can have a difference in opinion. Football is that way. You need dissenting opinion. You need some conflict. You need to talk about. You need to hash things out. Yep. If everybody just goes, "Yes, sir," I'm sure right. whatever thing you're thinking is correct. Nothing. You're, you're no never creativity. Be any good. Nothing gets created. Nothing gets yeah. uh, invented. Energized. So yeah, Aaron said, you know, and I probably quote or I, I don't want to misquote, but it's something to the effect of that was all bullshit. Like we're 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 great, just to you know, just coming from different areas and and trying to implement something. You know, there's going to be some conflict. Why are we doing? Like Aaron, also Aaron wants to know is why. Yeah. Like why? And you know, and and, and because isn't the answer. Like I need to know the in depth reason. Why. Right. Right. And hey, I, I th- and and the thing the thing uh, that my impression of Aaron Rodgers from afar has always been this is a guy who does not suffer fools. He does not suffer fools, and if and if if you're going to come to him with just a, a, a flimsy take on things that 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 doesn't have much nuance, doesn't have much sophistication, he's going to see right through it. And he's going to be instantly turned off and bored. But uh, you know, I know you well enough to know that that you not only put in the work, you, that 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 uh, that instantly I think creates with the guys you're talking about this this idea of okay, this isn't my normal interview. With an NFL analyst, this is a guy. Stinks putting his. He played the game. He puts his time in. He's genuinely interested in in what we're doing. And I think guys like Aaron Rodgers get off on that. Yeah, I think they love that. Yeah, I because it, it, it you know it it really 
you know, allows them, it tests them in a way that they don't normally feel like they get challenged. Sure, they get most of the time. You, you guys read the press clippings and they read what the yeah. writers write, you know. And I'm, you know, me, man, I'm dug in like an Alabama tick on the film. So, <laughs> right. So I can tell, you, I can say, hey, man, uh, you know, in in that first that first uh, that first meeting between you guys in Detroit on that third down and fourteen, I think in the second quarter, blah blah blah. And he's like, oh yeah, you know what we were doing because most of these guys have the coaches and the players. Most of them have like photographic memories for the stuff that they've done. Right. It's it's uncanny. Right. So I can bring up a player or two, and they can tell you exactly what was going on, and then they'll talk they'll talk you through it. Yeah, this is what we're trying to. I right. was trying to hit the whole shot, but the whole shot was because the corner kept dropping off. It was uh, so I just threw the I threw the stick. And, yeah. You know, and it, it's that stuff is really cool. Well, so, that's cool. That's cool. I, I I and you know I know there are a bunch of games that happen that we want to talk about. We'll do that coming up Thursday. a little bit later yeah. on this this week. But uh, the fact that. Hey, it, it's you're talking about a, a great player. You're talking about a Hall of Famer, one right. of the greatest of all time. And the fact that you got a chance to have that kind of access and just a one-on-one conversation, intimate gathering like that conversation, I think that's awesome. So it is. allow me to geek out a little bit. All right, that's cool. Hey, for everybody involved in the Stink Truth Podcast, uh, thank you so much for listening. For our folks at Sweet Sweat, sweetsweat.com, for your exercise and supplement needs, and also uh, America's Best Book, or America's Best Bet, excuse me, that's Superbook, America's Best Bet. Uh, for everybody involved, thank you so much. We'll be back with you later on in the week.